0: Welcome to Align Your Practice, an exploration of the seamless relationship between the business of chiropractic and the future of natural health care. Join us as we engage with an array of talent, from seasoned experts to passionate new entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. Welcome to the Align Your Practice podcast. This is Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm excited. Today, we're going to be talking about the new era of pediatric practice. So we have our uh, my good friend, special guest, Dr. Deb Cerrone. How are you, Doc?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because I'll tell you, when I started practice, the word pediatric made me just nervous. Like (laughs) when I started practice, like, no, I'm not doing that. It scares me. Um, And I never really had a full-fledged what you would say, what you would call that pediatric practice, because I I don't know, I just never got to that level. And the reason why I wanted you on is when I come to see your practice, I just want to stop everything I'm doing in my day and do what you do, because it looks so much fun and there's so much energy and there's so many different ages. So I just, I love the, uh, the energy that you create, but let's break down a little bit. What do you see back when you started? Let's get deep right away. Versus now, what's changed in providing pediatric chiropractic care over twenty years, from your perspective?
1: It is a totally different landscape now, and it's funny because we just had our team Christmas party on Saturday, and one we invited some of the patients that have been with us for years and years. And one of the couples started when their two-and-a-half-year-old had ear infections. They tried everything, and then they brought—finally, somebody recommended that they come in for chiropractic care. They came to my office, and I started adjusting her, and Sarah got better like this. And then before you know it, everyone in the family started getting adjusted, and now the kids are the— the five-year-old at that time is now 30, so what, the two-and-a-half is, you know, like 27, wow. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's insane, but, but that is literally almost all of my kid patients, if they were just to walk in the door without an education, they came in because of ear infections and croup and colic and, you know, things like that. And I would even get kids with... Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> chicken pox. I can't remember what it's called anymore because nobody gets them anymore. I'm so sad. <laughs> but I would literally call, be like, hey, listen, can you come in anyway? I'm going to call everybody in the neighborhood and have them bring their kids. And I would. And we would have chicken pox parties. And it was the best thing ever. Everybody get it over with. Everybody be fine. They come in strong. And, you know, these were the families that would just stay with me for a lifetime. And I have a lot of them. So, you know, fast forwarding, we've been in practice for 25 years. And I would say my largest population of kids are on the spectrum they're not meeting their milestones they're two three four years old they're not walking they're not talking Uh, and yeah they're they're falling apart it's really it's been such a sad thing to experience because you know this isn't something okay so i would be devastated if a kid in my practice ended up on antibiotics but now it is just so far removed from a basic antibiotic like these kids lives and the and the parents lives are going to be affected forever if we don't start talking to these parents which has become a big part of my practice before they get pregnant our mamas need to know these 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 couples, they need to know what they're up against if they don't make good decisions about how to get and stay healthy before they get pregnant and how to make good decisions. Like literally, you gotta talk about the vaccines. You can't be afraid of that topic because it it matters. These kids are being damaged and it's going to affect them for the rest of their lives.
0: So you probably that's probably one of the big changes is your conviction in the in the pre-framing the family from all you've seen for 25 years of managing the crisis, speaking to these young adults, new married couples about family, right? I mean, I I never thought of it from that perspective, but if you could stop one is as much service as you can to manage uh, the crisis. That's interesting. Um, how, how How about the interest in chiropractic for pediatrics 20 years ago versus now? Is there less need to over-educate is there, or is it about the same? People still have the same fears, the same issues, or how? how is that now?
1: You know, I actually have to say that COVID was really helpful. <laughs> I think, I feel like um, COVID started getting the people that were kind of on the fence, you know, if they were of that mindset that, you know, this whole lockdown thing, you know, that that we should stay away from everybody, Um, you know, if that thing didn't make sense to them, if the, you know, vaccinating ourselves and reboost, you know, getting reboosted and, and watching family members and friends die and have heart attacks and strokes and all that from all of those vaccines. If, if those, for those people that have experienced that they're like, (laughs) it's actually easier to open up the conversation with them about the kids vaccines. So You know there's always been a need um i believe that because people are opening themselves to the possibility that there may be a better dialogue out there and i need somebody to connect to that means we need to literally go out there as a force and step out and talk to people out on the streets and get out to the moms groups and talk to them and the church groups and you know the local business organizations and we have to open our mouths because people are looking for us more now than ever and does it get
0: easier? Like someone starting school right now, starting practice, and they want a pediatric practice. I would assume a lot of the kids coming in now is a friend of a friend who's been seeing you for a decade. That the the hardship of building the practice 25 years later in regards to pediatrics, uh, they're coming in knowing who you are. They had know somebody, right? It starts to get easier to. I'm sure in the beginning, when you first open and want to see children. It's got to be tough uh, if you want pediatric patients when, you know, you don't have that base, I would assume. Yeah. I, them- I mean,
1: it's tough to get, yeah, it's tough to get any patients, you know, at That's any true. time. I don't care. When we first opened our practice, we moved to a new town. We didn't know anybody. We had no connections, no connections in business, no friends. So, you That's know, true. I don't care. Yeah, You're I don't a care who
0: you it's, a, it's just a conversation. A
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a practice conversation. And here's the bottom line there. I really thought like we did our few things like we went out literally mailbox to mailbox and put things on cars. And, you know, we went to every other chiropractor and every other nutrition place and introduced ourselves. And like we like just spread ourselves thin. And then we had our grand opening and like nobody showed up. One guy (laughs) showed up and a bunch of friends and family. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So you, here's the thing, nothing is easy and anything worth happening is worth going the extra mile for and losing sleep over. Um, You have to put yourself out there. You literally just have to become a part of your community. We became a part of our, uh, our city. Actually my husband got on the the city council and um, I started the Sugar Hill Fall Festival. You know, like, I never did anything like that before, but the more you get out there like today, here's the reality. So let's talk pediatrics. By the year 2032, which is right around the corner, um, one in two kids is going to be on the spectrum. So who sees these kids? Who sees these kids? Right? You got to go to the therapists. You got to go to the pedi- pediatricians. You got to go to the midwives. You have to go to the places where the moms go. You hang out where the moms are, and the moms will get to know who you are. And that's how you build a practice. When those other practitioners vouch for you and they trust the other practitioners, then guess what? You're coming. But then when they walk in your door, you have to make sure that you're keeping in communication with the practitioners that sent those kids to you because that's how you gain more of their respect so it's it's keeping an open line of communication walking into their offices with you know whatever it is that you like to bring if it's cookies or if it's you know some organic if you come and live in one of those places where they've got like great organic stuff that you can hand out you know people love that if you're speaking a certain line of communication like the food that we put in our mouths matter then don't walk in with some cookies right but you create those communications go Go where your people are. So even if you're not a pediatric chiropractor and you love personal injury, you got to hang out where the attorneys hang out, right? Or the orthopedists. So just find your niche and go where your people are.
0: That's good advice. Not only go where your people are, but the communication. If you are building a PI practice, you have to communicate with the attorney. If you're building, if you want medical referrals, you got to talk back to the medical doctor what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I think our profession... You know, is, is somewhat of a renegade, renegade type profession where like uh, truth slayers were like you know, out there as pioneers. I think that's one of the we have is relaying that open line of communication. Don't you agree? I think that's something I learned is just oh, sure. with the with the referral source is such a big yeah. deal.
1: And other other people appreciate that. Like we think, oh, if I if I reached out to that person or if I call them, they're they're not going to call me back. Or why would they respect me? Baloney. That is all excuses in your mind. Trust me, people are looking for connection, and they want to talk to people who are sane and can think with realistic values and not pie in the sky. They want to know who you are, but, you know, once you show up, you just have to prove yourself. And, and don't let relationships just, just lie dormant because that's easy to happen, too. So, all right, so they haven't sent anybody in in a few months. You know what that means? you got to get off your duff and go show up with, you know, with another, you know, just – you know, a, a stack of cards, remind them, hey, I'm there. I, let me tell you about the story about this kid I just had. And here's what, And here's the biggest thing. If you've got three patients in your practice right now, there are three people that need to know the other people that have been that you've had experience with. And it doesn't have to be your story. It can be any of the stories that you've heard. Because what, what do you say, what do they say? Uh, stand on the, the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Stand on the shoulders of those who have come before you And the stories that you heard that inspired you to get into practice, you know, like I've got when when I have somebody laying on one side of the table and let's say that's a mama that doesn't bring in her child or a grandmother that has grandchildren. You know, I'll say, hey, I got to tell you the story of something that happened last week. Little Johnny came in or I'll say, did you know I I hear, I feel this, feel this right here. This is T6. T6 is out. Do you know what T6 controls? Do you know that I had this kid that was coming in with gastric reflux and I started adjusting T6 and it went away. Is that crazy? You know how old he was? And I just open up the line of communication and they're like, you know, my grandson has gastric reflux. Yeah. No kidding. Every kid has gastric reflux now. So when you just start bringing to light the things that chiropractic does, you don't have to wait. That's, that's table talk. You don't have to wait for the opportunity. You have to make the opportunity. And when I meet people, it doesn't even have to be in my office, just naturally the, the conversation just like, so Eric Klasker used to say that put everything into the chiropractic funnel. And at first I was like, what the hell is he talking about? What does that mean? And what he means is you can literally turn anything, convert it into a chiropractic conversation. So I can be online at the grocery store and hear somebody talking about something and I'll just turn around and be like, oh my gosh, I, th- I just dealt with that. Or I just had a patient in my office that dealt with that. So Anything that you can flip around and turn into a chiropractic conversation and turn somebody's light on to understand who you are and what you do, that's your responsibility. It's not their responsibility to find out who you are. It's yours to tell them who you are.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like you're just talking straight conviction of like you know you can help people just and then you have to express it. You can't just have conviction. You have to express it. And the people that don't express it, I think, uh, they think it's all about them. It's about their feelings or their fears has nothing to do with you. So just get out of the way, spread the word, and don't worry about what people think, feel, your attitude, what you feel. None of that matters. All that matters is there's people that are suffering, and you should have conviction on what you can do to help people live better. The rest of it is just your stories that are in the way of you helping people. So make it simple. Get out of your way. Have the conviction. Uh, spread Spread the message. That's awesome. Awesome. Music. Yeah,
1: yeah. You never know how far reaching something you say, think or do today can affect the lives of millions tomorrow. And if you really are convicted and you believe in what you believe in, well, then you know what? Maybe what you said to somebody doesn't get them to send a patient into you, but maybe they walk away and they talk to their their friend in Connecticut and their kid ends up going to a chiropractor because you opened your mouth. If you really are convicted about giving and loving and serving out of your abundance, then that's what it looks like.
0: What do you think? Just uh, my uh, interested in your opinion. How, what is the future in chiropractic pediatric? Should a guy like me that would have a uh, more of a family practice, but not a lot of children, is it for me to open up those doors and be more comfortable? Is it more pediatric specialists that we need to keep it segmented that we refer to? Pe- what do you think is ideal in the utopia chiropractic in regards to Handling pediatric patients, should we teach all the chiro's better? Like, what do you, what do you feel?
1: Well, first, I can't even tell you how many um, chiropractors that I've been the one to take care of their children. Really? I've been, yeah. yeah it's like they're afraid to adjust their own kids,
0: which uh-huh. is crazy.
1: So, yeah, if you're not that person, then you know, kudos to you. That that's right there is a big. It's a big deal. People for some reason are afraid to touch kids. But um, I I would, yeah, I mean, any, no matter what it is that you want to do, if you don't figure out, you know, who your people are, then you're already behind the eight ball. If you don't, one of the things that I created, so I created something called Kids Healthcare Alliance. So you may have heard me talk about it before. And the reason why I created that is because for a long time, I mean, especially we've been in practice for 25 years So we've experienced way back when, you know, chiropractic was like voodoo and, you know, every other practitioner thought that we were crazy. So I created this, what's called Children's Healthcare Alliance or Kids Healthcare Alliance to make it, to kind of give it an organization that I'm a part of and that you also can be a part of. And as this Um, As this organization, we all can raise up awareness on the need for all of us to see other kids, to help kids. There's people that are out there that don't know who we are. Let's all rise up with the tide. So I started making these referral sheets. And um, if I had somebody that came into my office, I always ask on my intake forms, who do you see? Like, who's your midwife? Who's your child therapist? Who is your... um, Uh, lactation consultant who you know any of the specialists that they may see i have a whole list and i ask them who they are and do you mind if i get in touch with them and then i send those practitioners these referral sheets and say hey little mary came in with her mom Um, mom said that she's working with you and she would love for me to contact with you of course i get mom's permission and she would love for me to contact with you uh, contact you and find out how we can work together to make uh to help mary with this issue and so that opens up the line of communication so we email that over first and then either we get an email back from them or we followed up with a phone call so it's just a way like it's like a warm lead like you're making a warm lead out of it because you see these people they also see them and then when you say that the mom actually asked me or in any case hey this patient asked me to contact you so we can work together to get this patient better. The patient's going to appreciate you. You're the hero to the mom and the, and the other professional. If you did what it took to get this person better. And then the other person, people on the other line, the other practitioners, they're looking up to you because like, wow, look what they just did. I need to send somebody else. So, so that, that right there, just one piece of paper uh, and communication, finding out who these other people see and reaching out to them. Love that's it. really all it's going to take.
0: That's so great. Is that something that other practitioners could jump in on or is it just uh, your practice? Or is that? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I, can, I can send that over to you.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, I think that that puts you as part, like you're creating a little mini society of practitioners, right? And you're, you're part of mm-hmm. it first, uh, being an outsider trying to get in. I like that. That's
1: awesome. Exactly. And then if you want to take it up one more notch, if you're a little bit of a partier like i am (laughs) i i have things like you know most of these practitioners are women so i have something called women wine and wellness on wednesday and i have somebody there that shows them um, we have three different wines and they you know give them their wine tasting and then i have all of the different people in my community um, women that work together, or I can take that back, they don't work together, but now a lot of them do. Um, So everyone from the woman who is a patient that sold me my insurance, she came and she has 25 new people coming to her now. Um, Yeah, Restore Hyper Wellness, they had the hyperbaric chamber and vitamin IVs, they came, Um, uh, let's see, Hormones, natural hormones. I had the Thrive Clinic come. I had, you know, all these different people. Woman that does pelvic floor exercises. She came with her business. So everybody showed up. Everybody brought uh, something to give away, and everybody set up a table. And so we all just kind of, you know, navigated around the room and talked with one another. And then I ended it by saying, "Now's the time for the giveaways." We're going to draw your name out now, which was also a way for me to get all of their emails and their phone numbers and their names because they didn't all come from me. We sent out the the flyers to all of the people who were involved and asked them to hand them out and put them on their windows and email them out. So their people came, my people came, and then we did the drawing at the end of the night. And so when we drew for a prize, I called that person up to come and speak about what they were giving, who they are, and give their prize away. And it was just, it was amazing. It was such a great experience. I've done this three times now. And every time they're like, what, what else? So now they're on, now they're all on an email feed. So now we share with them different things that, that are happening in our office. So. And we share that with all of the other people that were there so they can all participate so in some great. way and reaching out to these people.
0: Yeah, you're creating the movement, uh, the synergy of the people that want to work together. You're just being that uh, catalyst, basically, is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Polish's statement, a marketer, famous marketer. He says, follow the acronym ELF, do what is easy, lucrative, and fun. Mm. <laughs> easy, lucrative, and fun, ELF. So, what you're doing now more and more is, you're adding the things that you have fun with and and yeah. having the same amount of success. So oh, I love it. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, and the more
1: that I do it, the more, you know, we have the tuck off system and now my team knows what to do and I do almost nothing for it. I just show up. That's so
0: great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks Deb for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think that was a good flavor of uh, just the essence of pediatrics. I and mean, then those of you young students or Experienced doctors that want to open the door to a pediatric, please reach out to support at alignlife.com. And we'd love to support your journey, help you in any way we can to help you reach your potential in practice and in life. So thanks, Doc. Have an awesome day.
1: You're welcome. You too.
0: This episode was brought to you by Align Life Chiropractic and Natural Health Centers. If you're interested in creating your dream practice or want to know more about Align Life, go to alignlifepodcast.com.